lots of pecan farms and I'm watching a big ass flock of birds fly over me right now. Um, I'm going to have a lot of time to talk. Oh good, there's a cop up here. I've got a lot of time to talk so I thought I should record a little bit. We'll see if this actually makes it to um, the end. <laughs> I already feel like speeding myself up on two times speed. Um, Approaching a railroad crossing. It's interesting. Sorry if my GPS gets on this, but um, it's interesting. I keep getting routed on these really strange, like back roads and things. And um, I resisted it at first, and then now I'm just like considering it transurfing to be going these random ways home. Um, because I do find that like every time I end up in a place I've never been before, um, I, at the very least I get like a synchronicity clue. Um, and the last one on the way to Savannah to see my friend Courtney, who I met sort of through Soberish. I mean, we both listened to that, but actually I guess we met through friends, uh, technically, and I've been visiting her for a little while, and Savannah's amazing, and, uh, anyway, my trip this week, I went there, and I got, you know, put on these back roads through, like, places that basically look like where I live in the country, and, I ended up stopping to let my son play at a little farm store, and there was this big rusty bull in the middle, uh, like a bull sculpture in the middle of um, the garden that they raise all their like vegetables and stuff in, and we kind of like walked around and played around that a little bit, and it was very strange. Um, I mean, it wasn't, like, completely out of place, but it was, like, interesting choice. And, uh, it's interesting because I went to Savannah where there's, like, the Bull River and there's the Bull Street. And so that was definitely a synchronicity that I picked up on. But, um, I feel like it started the Bull synchronicities back when I was looking at some Tartaria, um, Instagram accounts, and they were alluding to some sort of symbolism with the bull, and like riding a bull, and I can't remember what the message was, but I do remember that there was like a weirdly, um, an interesting news story that came out that was like recent, where there was like a girl who got naked and climbed on the bull on Wall Street. And that did seem very strange to me. And I would say I'm not even 100% positive, like, what the symbolism is. It definitely makes me think of Taurus um, energy. And I'm a Taurus rising. So, I was like, okay, maybe it's that. And I'm sure I'll continue to get more synchronicities. And I'm sure that my guides are like, we have spelled this out for you. What do you mean? <laughs> you don't understand. Um, but you know how it goes, like when you're trying to piece together these signs, like I feel like I'm pretty aware of when 
I'm receiving a sign uh, or, you know, noticing synchronicities, but it's hard to interpret sometimes other than to just pay attention. So that's what I'm doing. And I just want to talk about like the magic that I experienced in Savannah. Um, The trees alone, like I feel touched by an angel like just with the trees um they're huge there's the spanish moss is just the most amazing plant um it's so ghostly and beautiful and like in these old ancient looking trees it is absolutely amazing i it's hard for me to believe that places are real sometimes like they all look like such a movie set and they look like such a a painting or just a work of art and I don't want to say like oh God is such a wonderful creator Ugh, I already want to edit that out <laughs> but I don't know I just felt like I should be talking about my experience um, I went to the beach. I, again, like, so the trees were the first magical thing that I sort of experienced there. And then another day, um, we went to the beach and it was so peaceful and like not crowded. And I, I realized I haven't really been to the beach in the winter because I've always been sort of reliant on like my parents or something like that. Um, basically hopping along on someone else's trip, even though the beach is like one of my favorite places to be. Um, it always feels like a struggle for me to get there. Basically that I never have the money to go on my own. And then ever since my husband and I moved out to the woods and we have like, um, just, I guess like a complicated life with animals and kids and stuff like that. We just can rarely, slash never leave together um so it's been a real struggle to get to this place that I feel so called to and you know I talked to Courtney about how I have dreams I have vivid dreams all the time but I also have like reoccurring dreams where I'm at the beach like I'm near the beach but for whatever reason like it's getting dark or there's just some kind of reason that I can't get out there in time and like I just keep forgetting oh I forgot my backpack and I forgot my towel and there's just always these sort of um, stressful like little things that keep me from getting there and I don't know what this this block is but I felt it lifting a bit because we went to the beach once and it felt amazing and I put my feet in the water because I wanted to see how cold the ocean is in winter because I just really didn't know. I haven't really ever been to the beach at a time when it was like cold enough um, or cold enough to do cold exposure. So I started taking cold showers and stuff like that a few years ago after learning about Wim Hof. And I'm not like dipping myself into an ice bathtub, but I definitely pour icy cold water on myself outside. Like even just bathing outside is a whole new level of building up your cold tolerance. And I do feel much more energized and 
like able to stay warm the rest of the day during the winter if I go outside and I take like a really really cold bath at the beginning of the day and um so I was interested to see what my tolerance was like for this ocean water in January and uh I put my feet in and I was like, oh, 100%, I could swim in this. Like, it didn't sting. It wasn't that, you know, like, really, really cold, stingy. It wasn't warm, but it was definitely, I, I would guess it was like 50 to 50 degrees, maybe, in the water. And the next time we got to go back to the beach, my child was asleep, so we were letting him, like, safely take a nap in the car, which we left running and locked it, and there's tinted windows and all of that, and we're real close, you know, we can just, like, look over and see him, and so we got a chance to be out there for just a few minutes, and I was able, I just wore my swimsuit under my clothes, and this was, like, another sorry if this is so boring, but this was another, like, level of beachiness that I've always wanted to achieve, is just, like, being able to walk out there without a bunch of stuff. Um, it's a very freeing thing, um, for me to have, like, simplicity in these types of experiences. So, I just wore my swimsuit under my clothes, took my clothes off on the beach, started feeling like an idiot, like, people are looking at me like this girl is about to run into the water. What is she doing? And I decided to do an Instagram live just to sort of see what would happen because, um, ideally I would like to do readings and things on the beach. Like that's a cool goal of mine. Um, I haven't done it yet, but so we turned the live on Instagram and talked just for a second. And then I was like, okay, I'm going in. And as I was walking, the tide kind of like did a thing where it went out really far and made this glassy mirror and as I'm sure I've talked about on here before like I love mirror work and I feel like I've been doing it since I was a child just intuitively so as I was walking across this like glassy glossy crazy mirror I felt myself like going into um I guess the trance state, I've heard people call it like the zero point state. Um, I've heard it called all sorts of things. I guess I just call it a trance. It's kind of like when you're on mushrooms. It's just, um, you're, I feel more present with myself. It's not a detached feeling. It's actually like being more connected to a part of myself that I lose when I'm not awake in the dream. If that makes sense to anybody. So I feel myself changing frequency and like, wow, it's like, it took forever to get to the water. It was really strange. And when I finally got there, I took like 10 steps into the water and like, I see this like glossy gray dolphin fin. Like I I didn't see its head come up, but I just see this like bloop of a dolphin like I mean, it doesn't look as close in the video as it looked in real life, um, but it was really close. It was definitely the closest I've ever been to a dolphin in the water at the beach. Like, definitely, no question about that. And I, like, turned around and looked at Courtney, and I was like, a dolphin! And she 
like exclaims and then when I watched the video back like I stood there for a minute longer and I honestly I thought I spent 15 minutes in the water and I was just standing there and then I kind of remembered that like Courtney's waiting for me and you know there's like stuff going on so I was like okay I'm gonna get out and I get out and it's only been three minutes which was so weird because I've experienced like shifts in perception of time the other way around where I think it's only been like five minutes. Um, the times that I experience this the most is like crystal ball meditations where I'm like gazing into the ball and I'm either just like receiving information for myself or I'm doing like audio messages to someone about like what I'm seeing in the ball for them. And I think I'll just do a real quick reading here and I'll, I'll plan on doing like 10 minutes. And then when I stop, it's been like 27 minutes or something like that, you know. So time goes by much, much faster when I'm in the ball. And the opposite sort of happened when I was out in the water. And uh, it was a really interesting experience. And then... You know, of course, I watched the video back, and either the dolphin came up twice, or what I think it actually was, is um, two dolphins popped up, like, just right in front of me in the water, and um, they didn't come up. I, lo I looked for them for, you know, what I thought was a while. It turned out it was only literally one minute, but I, uh, I felt this charge of energy like absolute euphoria after I saw them and I don't know I've never like had a goal of meeting dolphins like really I've always thought you know I bought into the propaganda of like TLC channel like dolphins attack like oh don't ever swim with wild dolphins they're dangerous and that sort of thing and I mean truly I have a respect for wild animals like I would never try to approach a wild animal just because um a special I don't know you never know what's happening so I'm like okay no I'm not going to approach or seek out um wild animals truly uh seeing them is cool not gonna try to touch one certainly and I just I don't know if it was like just the authenticity of the encounter that they seem to have come to me um the only thing that I could figure out like how they were able to pop up that quickly like once I got into the water because they I don't think I don't know I I sort of imagined that they could hear my footsteps like once I got on that wet sand that it probably sounded just like someone being in the ocean because I was just on this like really soggy glossy sand and I just imagined them hearing the like don't like the rhythm of my footsteps walking into the water and um you know maybe I'm making too much of this experience but I don't know I, I started thinking about Bashar, um, who is, if you don't know, like an alien channeled by, I can't remember the guy's name, but Bashar is the name of the alien that he channels, and he's really big on cetaceans and like whales and dolphins and stuff like that, and I think they sell like cetacean experiences, and um, you know, so of course I start thinking about like aliens, cool, and I feel like 2021 
person of the year is going to be aliens. Um, uh, Time Magazine, person of the year, extraterrestrial. Um, What's it going to look like? I don't know. I'm very interested to see what, you know, the Empire tells us aliens are. are. Um, As I've talked about on this podcast before, like my encounter with aliens or an alien... Um, after discussing it with a few different people who, like, I guess are contactees or whatever, they seem to think it was a Palladian or Pleiadian. I'm sorry that I don't know how to pronounce that. But, um, because it was like a tall blue guy and it sort of seemed like a Nordic person, but he was blue and he was very tall. So that's as much as I can put together about that. But I don't know. I'm like very interested to see what you know, the world's first, like, globally recognized alien thing looks like. Um, I'm really interested to see how this is going to play out because it just feels like everyone knows it's coming. Um, Like I said, you know, I can talk about this kind of crap with my mom now, and that seems very strange to me. Like, she's not an awake, woo-woo type of person, so that she can talk about aliens in a way that's like it's not an unapproachable subject is wild to me like the earth is getting so strange right now um so it's very like interesting another funny thing that I've noticed is I must have just had information stored up for years and years uh (laughs) that I needed to say because I used to just spit out um I'm literally seeing something very strange flying right now uh it's either a helicopter that's really far away or it's a drone or it's a UFO I don't know it's like reflecting back to me um oh how I wish maybe I'm gonna pause this and uh take a video of what's happening it was a prop plane you guys (laughs) not totally not a UFO, but I have noticed really strange, uh, prop plane activity lately too, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. But anyway, as I was saying, I feel like I'm having to think on the fly a lot more when I do my Instagram lives and maybe I'm just becoming more with myself in the present moment. I'm just not able to plan talks anymore. And you know, a while back, I was having short-term memory issues. Like, I mean, I have two young children and don't get a lot of sleep. So, anytime I'm having, like, kind of weird memory problems, I have, you know, a very easy go-to um, cause of those, which is just um, sleep deprivation. Um, if you've got toddlers or young babies... You know what I mean. But a while back, I was having this sleep deprivation or, excuse me, I was having short-term memory problems. See what I mean? Um, I was having short-term memory issues that kept me almost forcefully in the present moment. Um, My biggest example that I use is I was like cooking or baking and all of my 
dishes became improvised. Like I couldn't really follow the directions on a recipe because I just couldn't think that far ahead. Like I couldn't remember what I needed by the time I like read two or three things that I need from the pantry and then I get there I'm like what what did I need and I'd have to go back to the recipe and so but my cooking was like amazing because I wasn't I was just in the flow like the only way that I could survive the only way that I could function was to be in the flow state so flow state brownies happened you know flow state uh, shrimp and squash happened, like, just really interesting things where I've noticed how important it is to not worry about even just a few hours from now, like, I find myself getting very anxious if I even worry about, like, for example, how fast I'm going to get home, like, if I start to try to add up the hours left according to my GPS combined with how much gas I have in my car and when the baby's going to need to stop and I'm like trying to come up with this ETA and I think I'm just being very much like encouraged or pushed to um, stay present Uh, so I don't I don't know if anybody else is experiencing anything like that lately um I know that, like, usually when I check ascension symptoms on something like 5D Awakening Consciousness or any sort of account like that, um, I have all of them. Like, it always sounds just like me, Uh, whatever it is that I read. And, like, sometimes even my husband will read things to me that I'm, like, rolling my eyes because I'm, like, there's just no way that other people are experiencing this specific set of symptoms that I'm experiencing. So, um, so I've been trying to do do that and I like to take trips spontaneously. Um, life does not always give me that luxury, but it is something that I really like to do. Um, because if I plan things too far out, like I just, I guess you could call it like putting importance on the trip and planning it and wanting things to go a certain way um if I plan it too far out I mean and I'm talking like two weeks out feels like too far for me sometimes I I like you know the day the day before I like the day before that's an ideal um amount of time to know um day of I'm not as spontaneous but if I have like 24 hours notice like I'm there uh (laughs) But anyway, um, I guess more about my trip to Savannah. I bought a piece of Moldavite. I have it in my car with me. I'm like holding it right next to me right now. Um, There was a really cool Moldavite ring, but unfortunately I'm not able to wear very much jewelry because I'm so highly allergic to metal that um, I just got a piece loose because I don't, I, I can't ever buy jewelry from Um, so I bought a piece of Moldavite, so mark my words, like, I got Moldavite, what's gonna happen? I do feel like it is timeline dynamite, or, like, a jumping board for something, but I'm just in a place where I'm ready for that. Uh, I've been wanting to relocate, or at least have a place that I can, um, 
securely, regularly travel to um, as just a change of pace from being out in the country so much. Um, and so I guess that's one of my, I don't know if it's like ruining my manifesting as far as that goes to say that into a podcast, but um, that is one of the things that I want. Oh gosh. Like I was saying, um, I'm ready for a change. I'm ready for some changes. I'm ready for some really cool, miraculous, cool shit to happen. Um, in a world where you can talk about aliens to your mom, like the possibilities are infinite, right? As I pass a field, I, I literally, as far as I can see to my left, there's just solar panels, um, like a new crop, you know, it's kind of bizarre that there's just this flat horizontal, uh, to the horizon, like piece of land just covered in black solar panels, like a monocrop of solar panels. The world is getting very strange. And a while back, um, basically in 2016, um, when I started learning about all these like changes that the, like, I don't know, the big people wanted to happen in society, like one of them was like going cashless and, um, I don't know, encouraging everybody to go vegan and like solar power and all of these types of things. And I felt very like resistant to that. And it's been interesting just like as an experiment to feel like embracing the things that are somewhat, they seem somewhat inevitable. Um, I'm still a little bit like uncomfortable with biometric data and that's one of the reasons that um, strangely like I started wearing or I started going out even though I had to wear a mask um, even though that wasn't really something that I wanted to do and I was not one of those people who would like try to go into places without a mask and then argue with people you know I wasn't doing any of that but I didn't want to wear one I didn't want to go out with that on my face and I started to think about a few years ago how freaked out I was by facial recognition software and I used to mentally sort of devise plans to cover my face or do my makeup weird or like maybe I was going to have to wear a hoodie everywhere I went or I don't know I just I had this sort of like idea of having to hide my identity for whatever reason like I don't know why I needed to do these things but it just made me feel uncomfortable the thought of being like tracked everywhere by like my face that I can't really change except for gaining and losing weight um I can change my hair and I can definitely change my appearance, but it's funny to me that now I can, if I want to, which I don't really, but I could, I could wear sunglasses and a mask into the store and no one would know who I am. And at this point I could still use cash and for whatever reason, when it makes me feel, um, 
I get a power from anonymity sometimes. Um, I don't know how to explain that other than I just feel the idea that you can be anonymous is somewhat empowering. Um, that your identity can be worked around. Um, it's just like something that I like to feel sometimes. And, uh, so basically I felt like I kind of manifested a world where you wear a mask when you go out and you cover your face. So I felt much less resistant to it. Um, eventually when I was just, I was just cooped up, you know, I was like bored. I was cooped up. I was ready for a change. And so I just started doing random things and it led to essentially the job or the gig at ritual shelter that I did for a while there. I'm sorry guys. Um, it's been a very interesting experience as well to have my child with me. Um, I kind of missed my children when I was working so much. Um, okay, so I've had some snafus and <laughs> not really bad, just traffic and babies and stuff like that. And I'm I'm just driving, so that kind of stuff happens. But I really wanted to use my time wisely today and the sun feels amazing it's very uh clear blue sky and it's 58 degrees outside but it feels really good in my car in the sunshine um so where was I I will say as I was in this traffic jam you know I was thinking about how amazing it is to be around an awake person um like a very awake person who you can talk to about anything really weird. Um, even just like synchronicities coming up on the television and, you know, messages in Star Trek and anything like that. And I think I'm still sort of buzzing from being able to have these like very different and open discussions than I'm used to having with anybody in person and I mean honestly I don't get that many messages um, of people commenting on things that I say during my podcast so it was really fun to well not only I like recorded for astral chat with Courtney and Brittany but just getting to talk to somebody who has experienced things that it will not freak them out if I talk about my lucid dream experiences or any sort of astral projection experiences. Um, so it's really felt like a relief to find people who I can talk to about these types of things without being afraid of being judged or, you know, whatever. Um, feels really nice. Um, because something that started happening since I've visited Savannah, and I don't know if it's just because of the sort of mindset that the, that the place put me in, but I feel like some mediumship is coming on for me. Um, I've started to really connect with people 
who've had tragic deaths um, or early deaths. Um, I had a friend who died when he was 23 or 22. I can't even remember anymore. I think he was 23. And he died on April the 20th of 2011. And when I was in Savannah, I was uh, letting Kether play at a park. And off, like, behind the park was this weirdly, just like a standalone broken column. Like a Greek column to a building or something. And, like, immediately my Tartaria mind, you know, like... I really, by the way, like, Savannah was full of amazing Tartaria clues or just things that fit the idea of this, like, flood event. But anyway, so I went to investigate this column that was, like, next to a very beautiful oak tree with moss in it, and it had, it was a memorial to someone who died in World War II, and was from the Isle of Hope where I was hanging out and he um, died on April the 20th and it's just very strange to me synchronicities like that that feel like how did you guys coordinate this you know <laughs> like 80 years apart and um, you know you both planned your young death on April the 20th maybe I don't know if you plan your death date, um, but it's kind of funny to me that I had a conversation with Jeremy when we were like 13 or 14 about how he thought you could go to your funeral, like you got to attend your funeral, and so at his memorial service, I felt, and I was not aware of anything at that time, I feel like I've talked about this before, but... I could feel that he was there. It felt like he was hiding behind a tree or something. And it felt like... It felt like he was popping out and saying boo to people. And actually, I've read some stuff about people who can astral project. And I read a story that a guy had astral projected and wanted to see if he could, like, interact with people who were awake um, like awake as in they are living their normal everyday lives and they're not in the astral plane and like someone who was navigating through the astral plane could see them and he said he went up to someone who I think they were coming out of a church I, like I think they had been at church and they were coming out and he like flew up to them and said boo and they like turned their head like, they heard him or something, but they just sort of, like, turned their head and looked in that direction and then, like, went about their business. And so, I just, I got, like, I'm getting chills now, like, imagining that Jeremy was there at the funeral, like, saying boo to everybody because that would be a very thing in character for him. <laughs> um, but anyway, so seeing that memorial... I, I don't know. It just, it was a synchronicity at the very least. And I've started to 
connect with or notice patterns or feel intrigued to pay attention to people like Heath Ledger and Brittany Murphy and um, Sharon Tate actually has been coming up for me a lot and I'm just noticing these types of things and wondering what that's going to look like in a couple of years um, if I'm going to understand this more because I I know I've listened to uh, some people that have podcasts who say that like David Bowie is their spirit guide or uh, Freddie Mercury is their spirit guide and I totally believe them like everything is so weird at this point I truly don't discount like anything that anyone says because my life has been so wild and my experiences have been so wild that I don't know I, I can't I can't doubt people right away like I give people the benefit of the doubt for a long time and if they say they're experiencing something like that like I feel like I believe them so um but I've just been interested in this idea of what happens to you if you die some kind of unexpected death where a lot of mourning or a lot of shock and energy goes towards you and I kept getting this idea that if you die young um, if you die unexpectedly that your physical body dies but your ego seems to live on in a way because these people memorialize you, um, literally, and talk about you, and it is like you receive enough energy from the three-dimensional, like, physical plane that what I've put together, and I mean, this is literally just my idea. I haven't like read about this or anything, but it feels like you get to experience interacting with the 3D realm from a non-physical form if you choose to experience a death like that. Um, I, I noticed a lot of Brit I started looking into Brittany Murphy and I think a documentary came out about her recently so there was like a little bit of like a surge in interest in investigating her death but I remember when she died uh, it was in 2009 and I remember that like I had seen the movie posters for her newest movie in Blockbuster and they were like these movie posters of her in a bathtub and she was dead like on the cover of this movie I don't remember the name of it even but I remember these sort of like ooh creepy gruesome uh movie posters and then she ended up being discovered I don't think they say she didn't die in her bathtub but I think she was discovered in her bathroom and they say she was taken to the hospital and died there. But I remember it, you know, as that she was discovered. I remember that she was discovered in her bathroom dead, basically. Of this sort of mysterious, like, pneumonia and anemia. And at the time, even, I was like, what the fuck? Like, how did she end up dying like this? And that was her last movie 
poster. And I remember that it felt so weird to me when it happened that I, I looked into it and I remember like Googling Brittany Murphy's death and that her dad had made a website and I remember it. I can't find it. I guess it's not on the internet anymore, but I remember it as her father thought she had been murdered by the government for some reason. And I don't remember if they were, if her and her, maybe this was after her husband had also died of the same mysterious cause, um, like a month or two after she died. And I remember that it felt really weird. It felt so weird to me when it happened that even back in 2009, when I was not like remotely awake in any kind of way, um, I, you know, I've always experienced certain things, but certainly not into, like, conspiracy stuff or anything like that. And I looked at this website, and I remember being like, what is going on here? You know, like, I just felt, I felt the intensity of the mystery surrounding this situation. And that her father had all this information. And I just, I kind of remember this, like, crappily put together website that looked like something from my, like, high school you know, graphic, uh, HTML, like, class that I took in high school, and, um, it was very, very weird, and, uh, it still feels very strange to me, and I guess Brittany Murphy is who I've been, like, thinking about lately, and it was really strange also because I started thinking about her after I saw this memorial in the park to, um, Paxton was his last name, Ebby Paxton or something, like this random sort of memorial to um, a soldier in the park, and I started thinking about Brittany Murphy, and then I look her up, and she died when she was 32, which I just turned 32 in December, and then she was also from Atlanta, Georgia, which I had no idea that she was from Georgia, and I was like, whoa, this is so, like, the synchronicities in my life, and, you know, I feel, I get a surge of energy, basically, when I experience a very significant synchronicity. Um, I see numbers so much that they sort of, I don't ignore them, but I don't feel as, like, shocked by them anymore. Like, I bought crystals, while I was in Savannah, and my total was like $111. I don't remember the change, but it was $111, and I was like, well, apparently I bought the right crystals today. I bought Moldavite, and I bought a little piece of jade, and I bought a new crystal ball, because um, I've been really wanting like a boulder, just a, something different to look at, because I have a black crystal ball, and I have a, a clear... Um, just like a, whatever, it's not, um, just like a clear quartz, whatever, crystal ball, and, um, I wanted something just different, and, uh, there was a crystal skull I somewhat regret not getting, but my total was $111, so, you know, that's special, but, um, so, I experience numbers. I see trucks with the number 119 on them all the time. Um, and I know that I get a lot of clues through driving. Um, just 
based on, like, I travel a lot. I've always found myself to be someone driving a lot, um, spend a lot of time in the car, and it's funny because I'm from a town, um, hopefully no stalkers listen to this, but I was, (laughs) I lived in Hueytown, Alabama as a child, and my name was Allison, and there's like a racing, NASCAR racing family whose last name is Allison, uh, that's from the town where I lived, and everybody just thought I was named for the racing family, and then, like, even the exit that I used to, like, there's a big, huge road, like, the main drag in Hueytown is called, like, Allison Bonnet Drive, so, uh, that was always, like, a funny sort of synchronicity growing up that, like, the exit that I got off of to go home had my name on it. And then my last name now is Harley. And of course that makes me think of like Harley motorcycles. And, uh, that's another traveling sort of synchronicity. So I know that I'm a traveler and I know that I get clues while I'm traveling. So numbers on trucks, numbers on cars, um, road signs, like billboards. I get stuff. I see stuff everywhere. Um, so, synchronous. I guess all of this is just to say that I experience a lot of synchronicity, but they never cease to amaze me. Like, they just keep going. They keep happening. Um, and it's really cool. It's just something that I really like. It's one of the things that I would say, like, since I became spiritual and since I be- became able to find meaning in the things that I experience, um, it's been fun. It's been fun. It's one of those things that I get joy and I get meaning out of synchronicity that especially, I mean, it comes to me. Like I don't have to seek it out ever. I never have to look for a synchronicity. They just come to you. And it's a very magical, mystical, lovely, like part of my experience that I get to enjoy now that I don't actively uh, overlook meaning in life. So anyway, let's see how long I've been talking now. Um, If you stuck with me this long, I really appreciate it. Um, You know, every now and then when somebody tells me that they listen to my podcast, I feel like so flattered and then like instantly horrified because I know it's sort of unpolished and sloppy at this point. And it's like, I just have such a know what my block is against technology. Um, I've certainly, I took an effort to like forget how to use computers when I quit my insurance job in 2015 because it was, I just, I used to calculate numbers and look at computers and email and just so much that I, I blocked out being able to use technology and I have not overcome that. Although I am trying, I'm trying to learn how to use like TikTok, which I'm pretty sure I talked about. I have a TikTok now. If you want to follow me there, it's, um, at spur of the moment, one, one, nine. I've been working on learning how to do things and not being so blocked because I do think that like, I don't know, humans are integrating technology in 
some very interesting ways that used to really freak me out. Sometimes now I just want to embrace it. I don't know. There's probably a balance in there somewhere of not diving in too deep. But um, anyway, I appreciate your patience and I appreciate if you all like listen to my episodes. And I guess I'm just going to end it there. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you or hear from you or think about you soon.